I know some of you ladies have probably heard some myths regarding the vagina. At times we see these myths on social media as well. Um, and sometimes they can be problematic when they're rooted in shame and misinformation. So stay tuned as I debunk some of these myths and offer some ways to improve vaginal health. Hi everyone, it's your girl Zazami. I'm back with another episode. Hopefully you can hear me because it's about like 1.54 in the morning. But I said, you know what, let me just go ahead and just do this episode because I know it's been a while since I've done one. I wanted to kind of touch on something that I've never touched on before and that's going to be about vaginal health. There's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of people that have a lot of stuff to say, including the men, which is kind of interesting. But I've also heard a lot of women saying a lot of these things as well, especially on places like Instagram. So it's important that we kind of like really question a lot of the things that we hear and think about whether it's actually true. Unfortunately, some of the things that I'm going to talk about are also kind of rooted in shame or like maybe some type of like, um, I don't want to say like ridicule, but it's almost like, um, like almost like kind of making people feel bad about things that are usually normal for a lot of women. So I just think it's important to address these things. So without further ado, I'm just going to go straight into um, those things. And I wrote three myths that I wanted to address. And um, I also have my retainer in, so hopefully you all can hear me clearly. <laughs> but the first myth is that um, yeast infections mean that somebody is dirty a woman in this case. Um, so I hear some men and women saying, oh, this person has a yeast infection, they're dirty, it's because they sleep around, it's because they don't wash themselves, yada, 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 yada. But there are so many things that can lead to yeast infections. Now, I'm not an OBGYN, I'm not a medical doctor, and even if I was, everybody's body is different. But you can always research these things for yourself. And I, I can also pro always provide links if you choose to um, to have me um, show you that. Because there's a lot of research out there. But yeah, there's so many things. It could be somebody's diet, tight clothing, or clothing that's not breathable enough. Um, the type of um, cleansers that somebody uses on their body or things that they wash their clothes with, um, birth control, um, somebody's, um, oh yeah, I already mentioned diet. Also, if a woman is taking antibiotics, sometimes different illnesses raise the risk of somebody having a yeast infection, um, overgrowth of candida. So some women have a lot of candida in their body for whatever reason, and that's actually pretty common for a lot of women, which is why a lot of women are more prone to get yeast infections. And then other things like hormonal imbalances. So there's just so many things that can be causing that for a woman. Sometimes even stress, you know. So to say that a woman is dirty because she has a yeast infection to me is ridiculous. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that if you don't keep yourself clean, that can't lead to a yeast infection. Um, it's important that you do keep yourself clean. It's important that you wipe from the front to the back. Um, if you're having sex, um, that you pee afterwards, that you clean yourself afterwards. Um, things like that is important to do. Um, so I'm not saying that the hygiene part doesn't matter. 
and we could probably have another episode on that just talking about vaginal hygiene because that's a whole nother topic because sometimes we just weren't taught the proper ways to clean ourselves i mean it's deeper than just wiping from the front to the back even though that is very important but yeah you know it's it's so many different things like i mentioned that could be leading to a yeast infection and hygiene is not always the case and in many cases a woman could be keeping herself clean and sometimes she could be probably um using too much uh soap or she could be using too harsh of a soap right trying to get herself clean or trying to um use all these different things which i'm going to talk about later to try to get herself to be clean and she's overdoing it and that's actually leading to the yeast infections so balance is key and it's important and it takes time for women to get to know her vagina i guess it takes time for women to understand herself i mean even all the other parts of our bodies it takes time but especially an area that's so sensitive an area that's moist which leads to a lot of um chances for that area to develop yeast you know and that's where yeast thrives in like moist areas so it's not as simple as some people seem of course maybe some women don't struggle with this as much but a lot of women do and if you do struggle with yeast infections it doesn't mean you're dirty it doesn't mean you're nasty um it's pretty common (laughs) if you do your research and you look there's so many forums um, of women complaining about yeast infections. Some of these women are in marriages. They've been in marriages for like 20 years or, or more. So it's not like they're sleeping around. And even if a woman is sleeping around, that doesn't mean that that's the reason why she's getting yeast infections. Like I mentioned, there's so many different reasons why she could be getting it. So I just wanted to address that because I see a lot of people saying these things, especially online. And these shaming things, sometimes, you know, people just do it to be funny. But the problem is when women are actually going through these things, if they feel like they're being shamed and because it's such a sensitive topic and women don't always feel comfortable when they can, like they can go to somebody and tell them that they're going through what they're going through, they're not going to get the help that they need. And then it's, the situation can get worse, you know. So it's important that we make sure that we're not shaming people for things that are so sensitive so that they can feel comfortable to go to their mother or their sister or their friend or their doctor. I mean, ultimately, you know, you want to go to your doctor, but even just going to a friend first or whoever, you know, or even going and researching, you'll feel comfortable doing that because you know that it's not a shaming thing. It's not a, it's not a shameful thing, I should say, you know, so it's, it's just important to, to, um, just remember remember that because men have these infections too you know they may not show it the way that we show it but they get them too so it's not just a woman's thing okay the second myth is that eating a lot of pineapple and sweet fruits and so forth are good for you to have like a fresh vagina that smells good and all that type of stuff yes fruits are healthy fruits are important to eat it's good to eat pineapple it's good to eat like things like that But because a lot of women tend to be um, sensitive to the overgrowth of candida and a lot of other issues, I think it's just important that we be careful of the amount of sweet foods we are eating and making sure that we have a balance. You know, sitting there and drinking pineapple juice all day long or just snacking on pineapples constantly, even though it's fruit and it's healthy and it's whole fruit, that still is a lot of sugar. So it is good to eat fruit. Fruit is healthy. But moderation is key, especially like I mentioned, since so many women sometimes can be very sensitive to overgrowth of yeast. And the last thing you want to do is continue to give yourself like a whole bunch of pineapple and all these sweet fruits, and then you're feeding the yeast. Um, So we just have to be careful with stuff like that. 
Um, like I mentioned, those fruits are healthy, but I think things like blueberries, cranberries, um, those are really good fruits to have. I have pineapple pretty often lately, but I have been adding it like with like celery, cucumbers, ginger, other things. And the pineapple that I put in the blender is the, le- is the smallest amount. Like, well, the ginger is the smallest amount and then the pineapple, but most of it is the green fruits and veggies that I add. And I've been trying to um, just be more careful of the amount of sweet fruits that I'm having because I know that sometimes I can be sensitive to those type of things. And even if you're not, that doesn't mean that you still shouldn't have things in moderation. So when people say, oh, you're supposed to be drinking pineapple juice, you need to be eating pineapples all day long, use your fresh vagina, it smells good and all that. You just have to be careful, you know, you just have to be careful and make sure that you're not overdoing it with the sugar in your body even though it is still a healthier sugar it's still a sugar at the end of the day so of course it's healthier than eating cake pies processed sweets but you still want to have it in moderation okay and um oh yeah so i had some other tips here so as far as like you know having a fresh vagina all that water is important you know like I know we talk about water so often, drink your water, drink your water, but it's important to drink your water to cleanse your body. You know, the vagina is a self-cleaning, um, it's a self-cleaning thing. So yes, it will clean itself, but it's also important to drink enough water. And you can go online and look up what kind of, what, what amount of water is good for you. Because when people say, oh, drink gallons a day or that type of stuff, everybody's different. So you have to look online, like at your height, your weight your activity level, things like that, and they will kind of give you an estimate of what's healthy for you. And it's also important to listen to your body. Some days you may need water more days than other days. It really just depends. So um, you just have to kind of listen to your body. Um, Also cleansing with warm water and natural soap if necessary and avoiding the vaginal opening when you're cleaning yourself. That's also important. I know that like when I bathe in the bath, like the bathtub or like take a shower, I don't really use soap. I just use my bath gloves and I don't have any smell. But if I'm like washing up in the sink or whatever, I might use soap. It depends, you know, like I, I, I smell myself. I make sure that I smell myself to see how I smell. And I make sure that I look to see what's going on with my body. I don't have any shame in that smelling myself, making sure I see how everything is flowing or whatever, because I'm the one who has to live with myself and I don't want nobody else to smell me. (laughs) So, you know, you just have to be comfortable with your body and do what works for you. But you don't always need soap. I had a doctor tell me that one time and I thought that was so weird when she said that because I was raised to always use soap. And I was always having issues down there. But once I stopped using soap and like I said, I only use it sometimes when I wash up. Or if I have my menstruation, I might use it, you know, obviously because it smells. Um, but other than that, a lot of time I just use really, really warm water when I'm taking a bath, a shower, or whatever, and I don't have any smell. So obviously, you know, you have to do what works for you. But I've noticed ever since I've been using less stuff, that's when I've been having better smell. And I do use my bath gloves, so I am exfoliating. I am making sure the area smells fine. Like I said, I smell myself. So if I still smell something, I'm going to go over and I'm going to wash it again. You know, I just want to make sure that I smell fine. And I'm not trying to get any sweet smell. I'm just trying to have no smell. Um, oh, yeah. Changing your panties, um, your underwear, like two or three times a day is, is good as well. 
Um, I always try to change it before I go to bed. I don't like going to bed now, like especially as like as of like the last year or so. I don't know, but I just have like this thing where it's like my my underwear has to be clean. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to see anything on it. I don't want to feel nothing on it. I just want it to be clean. So I'll like you know, even if I've already taken a bath, I'll just like wash up. You know, have some nice warm water, wipe, you know, in areas or whatever. Make sure I don't have any smell. And I put a fresh pair of panties on. I usually always wash mine by hand. So I just hang it up. And usually in the morning it's dry. And that's another thing too I've noticed that has really been good too. It's just washing my stuff by hand. And I use natural soap. I've always been washing my panties by hand since I was a child. Because that's how I was raised. But the only difference now is that I use natural soap. I don't use all the stuff that I used to use when I was growing up. Um, also, like a plant-based diet, I'm always going to advocate that, but a plant-based diet is also helpful. Getting rid of that dairy, getting rid of that meat, getting rid of that um, eggs and all that stuff into your diet, that can be very helpful as well. Um, because a lot of times, like, the dairy leads to, like, a lot of inflammation, a lot of, you know, just a lot of stuff, mucus in your body. I'm not saying that they're not plant-based foods that also can produce mucus, but the good thing about plant-based foods especially if you're eating whole plant-based foods that are healthy they're like really much full with like a lot of fiber and water so they flow through your body very quickly and your body eliminates a lot of waste very quickly and that's also adding more water to your body which like i mentioned having enough water in your body is important so that kind of helps everything flow throughout your body and that doesn't that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect your vagina too it's also improving that area as well because your body is a whole system working together also minimizing my junk food so you know all the chips and the pies and the cakes and all that stuff also processed foods all those things those are things that I've been um working on minimizing myself as well because I love tortilla chips but I've realized that I can't eat them as much I already knew that they're not as healthy because they're processed and the ones that I was eating they were very low sodium but still so I've been like cutting back on that and I also, um, I'm planning to, now that I think about it, I would like to do um, a break from the veggie, the vegan um, processed stuff as well. Like those vegan burgers, um, the different like, uh, you know, the different things that you buy in the store, like the patties, the burgers, all that. Yeah, they may be vegan, but they're still processed. So sometimes it's good to take a break from that stuff and just eat whole food and allow your body to cleanse. And, um, oh yeah, and also cleansing your body regularly from the inside as well, like drinking, like, um, like I like to do like the Dr. Mission's colon cleanse, which I plan to do in a few minutes when I'm finished recording this before I go to bed. Um, even though it's for the colon, it's still cleaning the rest of the body. I've noticed like it will bring up mucus and a lot of things in your body. So it's very cleansing. I notice even sometimes when I drink like my detox tea, sometimes I can feel a flow going on down there is almost like it's cleansing down there too so like i said everything is connected so it's important to you know of course you do your research with everything especially if you're taking medication make sure that things are not counteracting with your medication make sure you're not allergic to any of the supplements that you're trying to take but um yeah just just look into those things you know detox teas cleansing teas um just things that are going to continue to cleanse, you know, doing juicing and cleansing, just make, drinking smoothies, and just adding a lot of fruits and veggies and stuff to where you can just cleanse yourself out. All those things help down there as well. 
So, yeah, that was the second myth that, you know, eating pineapple and all these sweet fruits and all that is the best thing for that. And for many people, it may not be. Uh, I'm not saying that there are not women out there who probably sit around and eat pineapple every single day and they eat a whole bunch. Maybe they do have a fresh smelling vagina down there. I just don't think that the average woman is going to benefit from that, eating so much sweets like that on a regular basis. But don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that you don't eat your sweet, fr- your sweet fruits. It's better you eat that than cakes and pies. I'm just saying, you know, having a balance and having moderation is key for most people. And the last myth is that um, you need to dish and use feminine wipes and sprays and things like that. Dishing, you have to be careful with stuff like that. Putting anything up in there, you're like putting up that liquid up in there and stuff like that. That can throw off your pH balance. You know, like you can research that about pH balance. Um, different parts of our bodies have different pH balance. Like our blood is supposed to be, I think it's like seven or somewhere around there. And our vaginas are more acidic. A man, their semen is more alkaline, which is why sometimes when women have unprotected sex with a man and he ejaculates, that can also throw, throw off a woman's pH balance as well. But that's for another day. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you want to make sure that your pH is at an equilibrium, is at a balance when it comes to your vagina. And sometimes um, when you use like things like dish or like sprays or wipes, it can throw things off, especially like if you're um, putting it in the inside. So you just have to be really careful. And even when it comes to wipes, you may not even be wiping the inside. Because I remember I used to use wipes. I wasn't wiping the inside. I was wiping, you know, along, you know, the other areas and stuff. And I was still getting, like, different infections and problems. And the doctor told me to stop using those wipes. So I stopped using them. And ever since I stopped using those, I haven't had any issues like I've been having before. I'm not saying that I've never had issues since then. But it's been far less issues um, with that. And then a lot of times these sprays and these wipes and stuff have so much chemicals in it. So you just have to be careful because the vagina is a very sensitive area. And it's one of those areas where it's easy for things to absorb into your body very easily because that's the whole point of the vagina. You know, when it comes to pregnancy and stuff, like it's the whole point is that it's supposed to be able to quickly absorb things. And if you're putting things down there, it's easy for your body to just absorb that. And you don't know what kind of chemicals that is. Um, I know um, Honeypot is like a really good brand. I've used like their pads before and um, yeah, they have like sprays and wipes. So their stuff may be better because their stuff is more better for like pH balance and it's more natural. So if you want to use wipes or sprays and you feel like you really need that, that would be a good brand. I have never used their wipes and sprays. So I can't say from experience that I like those. I don't use those things anymore, but I have used their suppositories, which is the things that you put inside and um it's like a cream type of thing and that actually helped me because there was a time when I was like getting almost like an infection I don't know what was causing it I think it might have been from um like a new type of like toilet tissue that that we had here it was something because I'm really sensitive like that and I was like oh let me just try these things because I didn't want to have to go to the doctor and take what they give like of course if it had gotten bad and it wouldn't go away I would have just went to the doctor but I said, let me try this first. And I was like, let me not wait till it gets bad. So I bought the suppositories and I put it in and they went away. So it actually is really good. Um, it has a boric acid in it. And I think it has tea tree oil and something else. So I like those suppositories. Come to think of it, I actually might consider getting that. 
before the spring is over as we're going into the summer um, to kind of like, you know, keep things a little fresh and um, balanced. Even though I don't have any issues right now, but it's nice sometimes to kind of give your body a boost, especially as the weather is going to start getting warmer and stuff like that. So, yeah, but I hope that this has been really helpful. I know this has been a short episode, um, but sometimes it might. It doesn't have to always be long, but I just wanted to say those things um, to recap. The first myth is that every, um, excuse me, the first myth is that um, yeast infections equal to like a woman being dirty. The second myth is that eating a lot of pineapple and other sweet foods are great. Like, for example, like having like a fresh vagina and that's what you need to do. But for a lot of women, you can actually do the reverse and then the third myth is that you need to use dish dish and need to dish and you also need to use like feminine sprays and, and wipes and stuff like that to keep yourself clean and um as i talked about that can actually cause the opposite effect as well so i hope that this has been helpful i hope this is also something that some men will listen to i'm not sure i have to check i don't know if it shows me i don't think it shows me on here um the demographics as far as like men and women listening it does talk about like age and location but um maybe if some men hear this this would be great too because i hear a lot of men saying these things which is amazing to me because men don't have vaginas last time i checked and unless a man is an OBGYN, which most of them that are saying that most likely most they most likely would not be OBGYN because OBGYNs don't say these things at least the ones that i've seen so um it's kind of funny how they're shaming women or saying things that are actually not true. Or actually telling women, you need to do this, you need to do this, you're dirty. And now women are going out and doing things out of shame that actually are making the situation worse. And then other times, maybe a woman has BV, bacterial vaginosis or something different. So she needs to go to the doctor for that. So that's why it's important that women don't feel shame for these things. So that if they need to go to the doctor or need to tell somebody they feel okay, it's not going to be comfortable doing it but at least they know it's a safe place to do that but when people are shaming and trying to make women feel bad that's when these issues will not be able to be improved so um i hope that this has been helpful um i know that it's not an easy topic to talk about vaginas because you know it is a very like sensitive topic and it's private but it has to be talked about um we're not talking about it in a vulgar way we're not talking about it in an appropriate way we're just talking about anatomy and we're just talking about life it's just the way of life women have vaginas it is what it is just like men have their penis they got their whole other reproductive health they gotta deal with so i hope that this has been helpful and i'll talk to you again soon bye